ninth episode of Avocado and Honey. And again, like I say every week, thank you, thank you, thank you if you have been tuning in every Tuesday. Well, except for that last little mishap. Um, but other than that, every Tuesday and for the past nine Tuesdays, thank you. I appreciate you. Um, today, I want to kind of introduce her with the story because this girl is magical, y'all. Okay, so I have went to this event. I want to say, we were talking about this earlier. I want to say it was almost two years ago, probably like a year and some change. And it was like, in the, it was no, it was in December. It was in December. I went to this event and it was this artist. She was black, of course, because the magic was just shining, y'all. And she had on like this dope ass kimono outfit. Art was just breathtaking. And I was like, I got to I gotta know this girl. If y'all know me, y'all know I'm weird like that. If I see somebody dope, I'm like, you have to be my friend. So I go to her and then we like, we were talking and then I'm like interested, of course, because I want art for my room. And then I remember asking her, because again, her, you have to see the art for yourself to like, because there's no way I can describe it that will do it justice. So I was just like, I need one of these. Like, how do I get one? And I remember her saying, I've never heard this before. And that's why I still remember it. She was like, you have to send me a story. And then from that story, I create the art. And I thought that was so, 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 so dope. So ladies and gentlemen, Jasmine Nicole, y'all. <laughs> but yeah, so Jasmine, she's the artist, the model, the writer. And um, the reason why I have her today, and I thought it would be dope to kind of talk to her about like everything that she does and just her, is because when I do meet people um, that know her, um, the one, the first thing that comes to mind and kind of like the first thing that I thought when I, when I met her was, um, her confidence. Like, you know, you can just tell like the, the self-confidence, just how, like how much she invests in herself and she takes herself as seriously as she expects other people to take her. You can just get this vibe from, from meeting her. So that's why I thought it was dope to kind of have her come here and talk about like self-love and of course all the things that you're doing. So let's start with what you're doing in your art. So you're an artist. What is your definition of an artist? Like, oh yeah. man, um, art. Honestly, what do you do? What I do is I wake up and it's like everything that I see is art, and I don't even know how to explain that. It's like if I see someone dressed a certain way, if I'm looking at a building, if I'm looking at an advertisement, if I'm looking at myself, if I'm looking at anything, I'm just seeing how it was created. You know, the colors, the thought process, all of that. You know, um, art to me, I just it's life. I don't even know how to explain it because it's all I've ever known. Like, I'm a right brain 100%, which means I'm 100% art. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing on my, in my brain is mathematical or scientific. Like, it just doesn't exist. And um, I eat, breathe, sleep, wake up. Like, it's just everything I do. I can't even explain it. It's just, it's art. So, but you do, but you paint. I paint. So how, when did you realize you had the juice when it comes to painting? Okay, so I'm, okay, as confident as you, as you say I am, <laughs> I am my own worst enemy. Yeah. And I am very, like, hard on myself, you know? And if I believe that I can't do it, I won't do it. But the moment that I believe I can, it happens. Oh, really? So, yes. But I have to be ready. I'm not good with pressure. I'm not good with people telling me what to do or how to do it. So I was drawing. I was a designer. I was doing fashion. I was always scared of paint because mm -hmm. I wanted to be good at it, you know? And I didn't know how to do it. So I never really touched it. So... In college, I decided to take an art class, painting class. Mm -hmm. My art teacher broke her hip the second week of the class, and I was like, well, this is great. This is great. <laughs> you know, this is great. 
not even the second week, the first week. So basically, I had to teach myself how to paint. I was I went to class every day, but we had substitutes. Right. And the substitutes would tell us, but they weren't the teacher. The so professor. they didn't care yeah. enough. Yeah. So I was sitting there, and I was messing around, messing around, messing around with the paints, and just mixing them up, and, you know, painting paper, and just, you know, fucking around. And then I was using level one, and um, I decided that I was just going to go hard and go home. Let's go to Michael's. Yeah. Let's get level three. Let's, let's do this. Started painting, drew a picture, painted it, it was kind of flat. I was like, okay, cool. Kept trying, kept trying. Three months later, I had like a little series. I called it New York City. Mm-hmm. It was each girl, their attitudes in each borough. Painted on paper, had my first show in Harlem. Like I showed my, my art. And Wait, I got, can you describe that though? With how was the, the girls in each So in each girl, each borough. So, I mean, the girl from Queens had on high heels, jeans. She was in a certain pose. Like, the okay. girl, you know, girls from Queens, think we're, we think we're so cute. I'm from Queens. We think we're so cute, you know? The girl from Brooklyn had on a hat. She had on um, cut-offs with sneakers. She was sitting on the stoops of a brownstone. Okay. The girl from Staten Island had like... Um, straight bangs with curly hair in the back uh she had on like some kind of weird makeup on it was just a bitch face you know mm-hmm. italian girl um the girl from the bronx had um two two knots in her head on the side she was latina she had a nose shade she had another bitch face like what the fuck you know each girl that's, had like you know yeah that's all the world yeah i'm in new york city we always yeah. have bitch face. but like yeah that was my first thing what about my i love being a new york girl did i do manhattan oh harlem harlem was Oh, this girl that was kneeling down. She had on shorts and a crop top. Big, big hair. Gold. I called it gold. And she was sitting down and she was like, had this pose where she had her, um, she was kneeling on her, on her feet and she was leaning on her knees and she kind of had like this, hey. fuck, don't fuck with me, yeah. pose, you know? Like she was, like the was squat. Dumb. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, definitely the, so the, the squad, um, squat. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, I had that. I showed it in Harlem, um. And I got really good feedback. Now, when I tell you this painting, it was drawings on computer paper that I cut out and put on cardboard. Wow. And that was my that was my first, because I, I was too scared to touch canvas. Yeah. So then I decided um, one day I was going to do a canvas, but if I did it, it had to be beautiful. Like, I really had to kill this. So I took the canvas and I drew it out. And my mom is like, I go to my mom for everything. She is like everything, my world. So... I mean, I only trust her advice and her criticism. Mm-hmm. If she says it's not good, it's not good, you know? So I drew the picture out on the canvas, and I was like, look at this. And she was like, well, her torso's too short, this, that, and the third. Like, okay, went back to the drawing board, fixed so it. So you had to start from scratch over. Yep. Dang. Went back, fixed it. Drew, drew it, fixed it all up. Was like, okay, so now what is it? Proportions and everything. She's like, it's perfect. So then I went on YouTube, and I looked up how to create light and darkness, how to create shadow, how mm-hmm. to create flesh looked at other artists and paintings and everything. I did my research. I was staying up until 4 o'clock sketching it out and doing my research. Then the next night, I started painting and just kept going, kept going, kept going, kept going, kept going. And you, uh, you've seen the painting. It's the one yeah. where she's going like this, and her hair's red, and they're holding onto her locks. Was it like one of the largest ones? No, it was a tiny one. It was a very, very small one like this, and she has the sky behind her, blue sky behind her. Mm-hmm. And I'll show you right now. And that was my first canvas piece and um, probably one of my best, <laughs> my best pieces because I spent so much time on it. But um, after that, I realized that, you know what? I don't want to paint on anything else. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely remember I don't want to paint on anything. That's my first canvas. Wow. Yep. I didn't want to paint on and anything you, else. And, and, that looks like <laughs> the art of someone who's been, like, painting since, like, nine months. You know, people have been painting their whole life. Mm-hmm. 
But it's just like that's why I was wow. Now that I'm, this is my first time ever hearing your your story, yeah. like your painting story. And I I literally thought you've been painting your entire that life. That was about two and a half years ago. Wow. Okay. So dang, I, I had a question and just went away. <laughs> so okay. So with your painting, you still paint. I still paint. And do you still do the story thing? Where I still um now it's I don't really take commissions because I don't have the time. Mm-hmm. But now I paint from I'm an emotional artist. Right. So I paint for my emotions. I paint, like, when you met me, I was just getting over a breakup, a mm-hmm. really bad breakup. And most of that art was from my, me trying to reconnect with who I was and just get it out because I'm not really vocal. Like, I don't, like I told you, I'm very personal. I don't mm-hmm. talk about what's going on with me. I either wear it on my face, I wear it on my person, or I draw it. Mm-hmm. And it's all I know, you know, especially with having anxiety and growing up, you know, my childhood, I had to physically learn how to take words and show it through image. Yeah. Visuals. And so, um, my art is just whatever I'm going through or feeling. So I still do that. Like I learned how to draw from music, Mm -hmm. you know, listening to the words, Lauren Hill, number one, you know? Okay. Um, and so now like the one I just did recently, um, of the lady in the Native American headdress, Mm -hmm. you know, I got a lot of criticism for wearing a headdress to Afropunk. So basically, and I also just ended something with a guy that I was dating while somewhere, right. you know? So it was basically me just still loving myself and being confident enough to acknowledge, you know, what is going on around me. And it's also an apology, but also that I'm not going to change. Right. Just because you don't like something does not mean I it's not change your it. problem. Exactly. You're upset about something. That sounds like something you need to deal with. I'm fine and exactly. I'm going to be fine. But, you know, I'm sorry that I hurt you, but at the end of the day, I'm still going to do me. Have a nice so day. So that's what my last piece, or the piece that I'm working on is now. So, I mean, I still, it's very emotional, mm-hmm. but it's on another level now, you know? I still only paint through emotion. So someone's like, oh, paint my face. Why? Why? Okay. Well, why am I going to paint your face? I can't paint your face. No. I need to know, because I'm not going to just paint a, a face. I'm going to paint an expression, and there's always symbolic things in my pieces mm-hmm. that are you in the situation. So I can't just willy-nilly just paint a face like no i feel it and it's more it's more personable too like it's yours like if you're drawing it for me for example and if like when i do write my story and stuff and get it like it's mine it's not just like uh, a caricature or anything like it's your story and and, like you'll see it as a time capsule that's what i always call my pieces are time capsules over time and place that i was Mm -hmm. at, at that age or whatever that moment so even if you've grown or you've surpassed whatever story it is, you'll see it and be like, oh, yeah, this was a time when this happened and then that happened. and yeah, Like a photo, kind of. Uh, yeah, exactly. Like music, too. Yeah. That's just what art exactly. does to you, yeah. Art is a capsule. A yeah. Capsule, you know? And it, the best art comes from emotion. Mm-hmm. You know, without emotion or expression, wh- there's no depth to it. It's yeah. just a piece. And a lot of art now has no depth to it. But Very you know, true. That's another situation. But, like... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I can't just. I'm a very passionate person. There's a. I'm. I'm complicated. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not easy, and I won't be the first person to lie up here and say I'm perfect and easy because I am not. There's a lot of baggage that comes with me, and my art is the same way. It's not easy. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I've had people get very, very upset about with me because I've used them in my art, but it's my expression. You know, you have to. You have to know when you date me, <laughs> you're you're my muse. <laughs> Our situations. Art of my muses, you know? Okay. You date an artist, you date my art. Like, 
I am my dark. But you'll be living forever because... I will. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so you should be thankful. Exactly. They should be thankful. You should be thankful yeah. for me. I'm even, you know, exactly. Yeah. What? You're immortal now. You're welcome. Exactly. One Dude. guy was like, you should pay me. I was like, yeah, my ass. You should lose like, my number. Exactly, like bro. Do. Bye. <laughs> so, and then, like, you, how you were saying, like, about Afropunk and stuff. So, Afropunk, they did put you on, like, their, their page and, like, your modeling and everything just, like... You probably seen her. Like once I post this picture on my like my Instagram, I'm like, oh yeah, because it's like she's everywhere. So because you know, because your model. How did you get into modeling? Um. Well, I was in fashion from. I wanted to be a designer since I was eight years old. Mm-hmm. So I went to my first year of college. I was a fashion major, and um, I've always been asked, you know, to model. And I'm like, no, you know, I'm very prideful. I'm not the model. I want to be behind the scenes, just like a photographer <laughs> doesn't want to be, you know, yeah. the, the model either. You know, it's like. I'm the designer. I don't want to be the model. Also, I was dealing with, I've had eczema my entire life. And it's, as like I said, as confident as I am, I have my own insecurities. Right. And it's something that I wasn't ready to deal with. I was still hiding. I just, you know, also being black, like, and not just like, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm brown skin. Yeah. But being brown skin means there's different tones to my body in different places. And it's just, I wasn't ready to accept stretch marks. I wasn't, I wasn't ready, you know, mm-hmm. to model. And up until... I also didn't have the confidence that I knew what I was going to be doing because, again, if I do something, I want to be good at it. Right. You know, I don't want to just be like, oh, mediocre. Yes, yeah. I want to leave a room and people are like, wow, like, damn, <laughs> you know? And I wasn't wow factor yet. And I was like, nope, 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 nope. And then um, I met, I was working in, in Soho at All Saints. And this guy was helping him find an outfit and we had a great conversation. He was like, I'm a photographer, you know, you should hit me up. And I was like, He's like, no, but I'm like an artist kind. I'm like, I do digital stuff and all this. I'm an artist kind. Yeah. <laughs> I saw his work and I was like, oh, this is really cool. And he was like, I won't let you do anything that you don't want to do. You can wear your own clothes, whatever. Oh, that's cool. So I went out there, I brought like a suitcase of stuff and we went to Brooklyn and we went to like all these different places and he was just shooting me and like, okay, giving me direction. And that was my first shoot two years ago in September, this month. And, um, I, Does your hair, did you have like the long I dress? just put my locks in. Okay. Just put my locks, the new set of my locks when I shaved my head. Mm-hmm. So, um, I did it and I was like, okay, that wasn't so bad. I was like, I think I can get used to this. So, you know, a photographer didn't ask me, you know, like I would get little things here and there, but I was still trying to find, I wanted quality stuff. So right. I was only finding, like when a photographer asked me, a quality photographer. If you weren't, if you were shit, I was, I'm sorry, no. Uh, yeah. I'm not going to have my face and my name out there with it. And then that's you know? okay. Exactly. But did you ever have to prepare? Like, how did you prepare for a shoot? Did you just, like, do you say anything to yourself or, like... Um, I would just ask them, what do you want? Mm-hmm. Because as a designer, as an artist, I can morph myself into whatever you need me to be, mm-hmm. you know? But at the end of the day, I am a certain kind of person, so I don't want you to change me. I will put myself in whatever you do, but I'm going to add to it. Mm-hmm. So I would just be like, um, I would go there and just go, okay, what do you need? And they'll be like, okay, can you, like, do this? Or can you, like, look less angry? Or think about a time where you do this. And I'm a cancer. I wear my emotions on my face. Like, it's just, and I'm a New Yorker. So if I'm angry, <laughs> if I'm upset, like, you're going to see I'm tight. Yeah. If I'm sad, like, I have big eyes. Like, you're going to see, you know? So I would just have to, okay, am I doing it right? Because when you're modeling, you don't have a mirror in front of right. you to look at. You have to trust the photographer to make you look good. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of just like, okay, so how's it look? All right, is it good? You know, and it just, after that, I kind of just, I would see the photos after and be like, okay, Jazz, you're not so bad. Okay, but maybe work on this. And again, my mom would be like, okay, but you need to do this, all right? You need to do that. And so then, your mom's kind of like your manager. Oh, my mom, yeah, she's a, she's a manager for me, but yeah. 
she's over Long Island, so she's like a manager, like in my phone or like, <laughs> you know, not in person, you know. But um, yeah, and so now here we are, like two years later, and I mean, I'm still learning. I still have no idea what the fuck I'm doing. <laughs> But, well, aren't we all? You know, I'm I'm just doing the best that I can. Yeah. Like, you know, if a photographer doesn't like it, well, then it was nice working with you. You know, there's the bajillion photographers today, anyway. Yeah, like, there's exactly. So many. I mean, I've had I've had photographers. I was shooting a music video for someone. He was like up and coming. It was his first music video, and um, you know, like I had I got a little uncomfortable because I had to like take my shirt off, even though they put like tape around my breasts and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. I had to like hug him and do all this weird stuff, and then they were like, okay, that's the first day. The second day, she, you know, the, the the videographer was like, okay, so I'm going to need you to be on a bed, on your stomach, or on your hands and knees, naked, gyrating in front of the camera. Wait. I was Come like, on. this went from zero to 100. I was like, I'm not really comfortable with this. And she was like, but it's art. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> no, that's not my brand. That was her, that was what she came up with, it, but it's, it's art. But it's art. Yeah, that's your art. That's not my art. And I'm, I was using a white lady, too. I was like, if it's a white girl, it's a totally different thing of a black girl on a bed twerking. Yeah, Basically, that's, that's what I'm doing, naked. Yeah. Like, that's a different, no. People are not going to see that as art. So, they had to get another as, model. Yeah. You know? So, wait, what happened with what you recorded I already? I got paid for that. What did I they did. use it still? I don't know. They didn't. No? No. They, because you can't have two models, you know? Yeah. It's weird. But I got paid for it. Thank you for your time. And, you know, it doesn't work out each time. I yeah. have shoots where I don't get the photos. Because they're like, yeah, no, it, it didn't come out right. You know, it is what it is. Right. I had a bad day or, you know, you fucked up and time was wrong. or just, you know, things happen. But um, I'm not going to let it get me down. I'm not going to let it stop me from moving forward. I take it as a lesson learned, just mm-hmm. like a relationship. Right. I take it as a lesson learned. One door closes, another one opens. Boom. And it's usually better. Exactly. Almost like 100% of the exactly. time, actually. I mean, I've gotten to work with people that I used to look up to on Instagram. Right. So how do you, like, this happen? Do you usually reach out to people, like photographers or who that you're interested in, or do they reach out? How do they, they reach, reach out to you? They reach out to me. Um, like DM? Yeah, they DM me. I used to be very, very, like, again, I'm very private, so I was very, like, do not go on my DMs. No one yeah. talk to me, you know? But then <laughs> I realized that that's how we communicate, and that's how we have to work. Yeah. I only DM back if it's business-related. Other than all those other things, Makes you know, sense. You know? So, um, like, before, so I didn't really have a fan base. I was just trying to get my art out there. I was a girl from Long Island working at retail. Didn't know what the fuck I was doing. And little by little, I had people, like, hitting me up, you know? And, you know, they had, like, thousands of followers, hundreds of followers more than me. And um, I was just like, okay, like, we'll go work. I need a portfolio anyway. Right. So, you know, you scratch my back, I scratch yours. Mm. You need a model. Here I am. And it just started going like that. And, you know, this photographer would take me like this, or this photographer would take me take me like that and then you know they would post it and they would give me exposure and then they would expose me to other photographers or more fans mm-hmm. and that's how it started correlating and, and I started getting out there and um you know building the fan base slowly like what happened in the past six months I've just been like what the also fuck? this all this was just six months this has happened I feel like ever since six to eight months yeah okay because I remember going the to modeling. Your... okay the modeling my art has been going on for about two years now. Okay, cool. Yeah. I feel like I've always, like, known you as, like, a model and everything, though. That's... Because everywhere I go, I try to look like a piece of art, you know, or remember. <laughs> oh, I like that. I don't like people to... I do not I like that a lot. You know, I don't want to be forgotten. So, when I go somewhere, I really... It's not that I'm trying to be accepted or anything, because this is all for me. Yeah, exactly. But I want to make an impression, and I do not want people to forget me. I want, pe- I want to walk in a room, and people are like, wait, 
whoa, like, remember that girl? She had, like, the this or she had, like, that. I don't want to be forgotten. So it's, like, I make sure that. So because they're always, like, oh, I feel like I've met you. And it's, like, no, you haven't. But, you know, like, hey. Hey. You know? (laughs) But, you know, I just try to be remembered and live up to the expectations I have of myself. Mm -hmm. I know I'm a certain kind of person and where I want to be in life. So I'm going to push myself until I get to that point, you know? Mm-hmm. I'm going to be that person. And I have to wake up and remember that. It's also, like, I also have to humble myself, too, because... Right. That shit, honestly... Right. That can real, ruin you. It gets real, real crazy. And yeah. I notice with myself, like, when I see success and when I see things actually happening, I get excited and I start to take things for granted. And I have to learn how to chill out for a little bit. Right. You know, stop being so impulsive. Relax, girl. Think. Yeah, think about it. <laughs> <laughs> but I do know that one of the things people remember you by or from is your hair. Yeah. Let's yeah. talk let's let's hear your hair journey. <laughs> my hair journey, so okay, so Tessie's long, long, long Right locks. now I have really, really long locks. I've actually trimmed them because they were all the way like going down my butt and like people were sitting on them. They were just getting annoyed. Oh. Yeah, it was just weird. Like when I was sleeping in the bed with like my boyfriends or whatever, they'd be laying on them and it's just uncomfortable. So I've actually trimmed them down, but um I've gone through many, many, many hairstyles my entire life, and my hair was always a struggle. I went to an all-white school, um, didn't know what was going on with my hair. Like, my mom's hair is really fine. My brother's hair is really, really curly. My hair is curly and fine, but there's no definition to it. It's Mm -hmm. just puff. Like, you know, I would wet it, and it would puff and shrink. And I was like, oh, this is great. Like, what the fuck is this? (laughs) You know? And, um, you know, I've always constantly been trying to find hairstyles to suit me or just having fun with it, you know? Like, I've always been very confrontational and, and very, like, I dare you to say something, mm-hmm. you know? Even if I'm not feeling my best, I dare you to point that out. Mm-hmm. So, um... In other words, who's gonna check me? Exactly, <laughs> exactly. So, um, you know, like, I was telling you before, like, when I was sitting in class and all the girls would, like, I had an identity issue because I just didn't understand why I was the way I was. So, um, until I moved to Florida when I was 13 is when I got my first perm and it was straight and I was just like, whoa, <laughs> hello, like, girl. <laughs> so I had hang time. I was swinging, <laughs> you know, until it all broke off and I was like, fuck, <laughs> <laughs> And then, um, I cut it and like, I mean, I had horrible, in, in high school, I was, ugh, I was like, Oh my god, if I look at my pictures, I'm like, bro, what were you thinking? <laughs> you know? But um, I just had to learn how to accept that I was black, number one, and mm-hmm. I was different. You yeah. Know? And um, when I got out of high school is when I really became into my own. Um, I had gotten my first weave for prom. I had never had a weave. What kind of weave was it? A sewing. Was it like straight? It was straight. It was supposed to be wavy, but it was just straight. I don't know. <laughs> I didn't know what I was doing. My mom... You know, she, we both went to go pick out leaves, and we didn't know what we were looking for or doing. I had no black friends to ask, really, because I was just like... So, did you have, like, the hair, uh, like, leave out? Yeah, yeah, so what happened was she just did it in the back, like, mm-hmm. back Oh, there, okay. And then, like, because I, I wanted length and I wanted thickness, so um, that's what she did. And the rest of my hair, like, straightened to do, because I still had the perm, mm-hmm. so, like, straightened to, like, meet it and blend match it in. and blend in. And then I didn't know how to maintain it and keep it up. So by the time I had to take it out, the shit was like matted in my hair. My mom was like, what the fuck? My first week experience was like that. She had to cut it out of my hair. And so then after that, like, I cut my hair off. Like, I wanted to just do something weird and different. I've gone through so many hairstyles. So you could you say cut your hair off like bald? Yeah, no, not bald. I was like, I had some on the top. It was perm still. And then I dyed it blonde one day. My sisters and I were all in the house. And my sister, Brittany, is like an artist also. And mm-hmm. she... She's always dying and cutting up her hair. 
always. So she was dyeing her hair blonde one day, and she had leftover dye. So then my older sister, Alicia, dyed her hair blonde. But I was like, hey, just run it through my <laughs> So I dyed my hair blonde, and it was straightened, and we all had blonde, and we went to, like, some out event thing. And so then um, that's funny. I decided that I wanted to go natural because then I started learning more about myself, mm-hmm. where I come from, being black. And How old were you around I time? was now 19. Okay. 18, 19. I was 18, 19. And um, I was out of high school. So mm-hmm. now I'm in an area. I'm out in the world. So yeah. there's more blacks. You're adult life. Yeah. Even though I was in Nassau, I was there's more blacks in Nassau than there was in Valley Street. Right. And um, I was just learning about different things. And I was working now in Forest Hills and in Manhattan. So I was just meeting different people and just learning about myself. And I was just ready to be black, mm-hmm. you know, and get rid of these insecurities. And um, I went natural. Um, I, so did you shave your head? I I just on the sides I cut all. I'm of like my I don't know what it, what's my thing with shaving heads yeah. right now. But I'm like shave, I did you shave it? it all off. I just had the top and it was perms. Okay. And thank God I went through a hat phase and it was winter time, so I was able to transition and with that patch with that patch there and grow my hair out. So my hair was growing out and I had the perms ends and it looked crazy, but I was straightening it, straightening it, straightening it. And my hair actually straightened curly, you know, mm-hmm. and whatever did I just threw under a hat. Because I was in school, I wasn't really working at a place where I could wear a hat. Mm-hmm. It was fashion, so they allow you to dress up. And then when my hair got to the same length, then I cut the perm ends off. Okay. And I just rocked my little short fro. And from then, I just embraced it. Yeah, it was short and stuff like that. But I just embraced it, and it was growing. It was growing. I took my vitamins. I did my, like, um, mayo, egg, honey, little deep conditions. Really, my hair was my pride, you know. Mm-hmm. Still dyeing it blonde because I'm an artist and I just like color. And <laughs> I went from an ombre from blonde to black, then from blonde to red. Oh wow! Um, I was doing it up, but that didn't damage red. your hair. It kind of did, but I mean, when you're natural, it's not. There was no heat in my hair, okay. so it was a different kind of damage. I just had to make sure it was moisturized, mm-hmm. you know, um, and trim the ends. Okay. So as long as you upkeep that, you'll be fine. And then um, I started working at another company and I wanted to try full locks like me and my sister have always wanted to do it but they wanted me to pay like a thousand dollars for it now it's cheap because it's, yeah, now, it's, it's the popular world, yeah it's popular now but at the time it was uh, wow. really expensive and I had found this photo of this girl on tumblr like five years before who had full locks and I just wanted them and I never knew how to do it or where to get could you tell right off like the bat that it was full locks no I thought they were real until I found her and I asked her. She said she did them herself. Oh, okay. And I was like, I would try, but there were no videos on how to do it. So I didn't know what to do. Until finally, I stumbled upon a video. And I had gotten, like, the Senegalese twist. And mm. I was over that. I had it for, like, a month or two. And I was like, I don't like these things. Like, no. I'm not that kind of girl. <laughs> so then um, I looked for a way to do the full locks. And I found it on YouTube. After seeing that it was a thousand dollars, I was like, girl, let's do this. <laughs> So I went to the beauty supply store down the block from my house, and the hair was two dollars a pack. Yep. And I did my hair. I had ninety four locks. It was heavy as hell. I did my hair myself, and it cost me twenty five dollars to do my hair. And I was Boom. rocking it, and I was in love with it. I was like, "This is me." I finally found something. You know, my dad has had locks from all I can remember. His locks yeah. down his hips. My uncles, like women in my family, like I was around them, but never understood them mm-hmm. what they were until I installed the, the full ones. And um, but before that, when I was natural, I had locks. I had a rat's tail of locks, mm-hmm. two of them, and because I just wanted to see how it was. So like after that, then and I you like that, too, and right? I loved that. Yeah. You know? So then I wasn't ready to do my whole head, so that's when I did the full locks. 
and I loved it. Did you do the the two dress that you had? Did you put those mm-hmm. in the I, I just let them grow. Okay. I just left them out, um, and I let them grow, and uh, they got really, really, really long. And then um, I had to take the full locks out because you have to, you know. Yeah. And just when I took them out, my hair was just like damaged because when I had them in, I didn't know how to take care of it. Mm-hmm. So all this beautiful natural hair that I had, I fucked up. And I was just like, yo, that's so good to damaged. hear because I thought I was the only one because yeah. I did the whole, I did the kind of natural thing by accident. Like I told you earlier, mm-hmm. I was just fed up with weeds and shit. Yeah. So I, I kind of went natural, but then like. I always just wore protective styles, and I never took care of my yeah. hair. So now I'm just now taking care of my hair, but I technically been natural for like five years, but I kind of don't count. Yeah, because you didn't I, take care. Of yeah. It. So before, like before, I had gotten Senegalese, I had also strained my hair because now it was longer, mm-hmm. and I had dyed it black, and I had gotten another like I made clip-ins. I didn't want to get a sew-in. I wanted to be able to take it out, so I like made clip-ins. But for me, going to the Dominicans and them straightening my hair, they ruined it. So my curl pattern was fucked up, and that's mm-hmm. why I did the Senegalese twin uh, twists. And the locks, and then having the locks and not maintaining it messed it up even more. So when I took them out, I was devastated. I was like, "What is this? Chunks of hair was coming out because you know it doesn't. It's like when you have braids and yeah. they can't fall out. So it was just like, oh my god, the ends, everything was just disaster. So I wanted to go get my hair cut, but I know if I went to a hair salon, they would charge me like crazy amounts of money, and I had lost my job and I didn't have it. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I'm gonna go to a barber. And I walked down my block, three blocks down, yeah, fate. and it was it was ten minutes before they closed. <laughs> and there was this guy that was there. He was so nice, and I was like, "Can you cut my hair?" And he was like, "Yeah." He's like, "I've never cut hair like a full head of hair off before." He was like, "But we can we can try." And I was like, "I'm trusting you. Like, oh, I'm trusting you. You're a barber. Yeah, you could do this." So I sat in his chair and we like talked about my art and stuff like that. He had vitiligo too, you know, mm-hmm. the skin. Yeah. And we talked about that. I told him about my eczema. So we like really had a good relationship. You know, I like meeting people and talking. I talk a lot. Yeah. But, so it was just me and him in the barber shop, in the in the shop, and he cut it all off and he gave me this ill fade. Like, yo, he put <laughs> me up. Did you get a little line on the side? Yo, I had like he cut my baby hair off, which I was tight about because me and my baby hair. Are best yo, that would have been dope. The fade with baby hair. Yeah, me and my baby hair are best friends. We <laughs> shaved that off. Because it just didn't look right. Because he needed it, didn't? he needed it to be like angled and cut. Oh. And then he gave me the back. He made it a V. Okay. All the way down. You know, it was lit. Oh, he was looking out for and you. And I had the top long again, like the hairstyle that I had before. But mm-hmm. this guy hooked it up. Thirteen dollars. Shout out to him. I don't, I don't even remember his name, but I was like, yo, like thirteen. If I would have went to a hair salon, it would have been like forty bucks. I was like, wow, you just saved my life. Thank you so much. Walk it's down. probably been better. It's better than yes. probably you would have gotten out Better than anything so that I've ever, like, I loved it. It wasn't better than the locks, but it was the next hairstyle. Yeah. I was like, yes. So I've rocked my short fade for a year. Okay. Um. So you just kept getting it cut? Just kept, just kept getting it to cut. To him? Maintaining. him? No, not to him. I could never see him. I never found him again. Oh. Even he, he was, was an there. angel. Yeah, he was an angel. <laughs> God. So um, each time I went, mm-hmm. I never got it the same, but it was, you know, still good. Just love to keep. And then um, for that first photo shoot that I had, mm-hmm. that I was telling you about, I reinstalled my locks just on the top of where I had the hair. And I had everything else around it shaved. And um, I wanted locks again because it's just, that was the hairstyle that I connected to, to with the most. Mm-hmm. I still had my two locks here. But each time that I got my hair shaved, my barbs kept fucking up and just almost shaving it off. So wow. it was, yep, it was getting really thin, 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 thin. Damn. And they were all the way down, like past my breast. Mm-hmm. You know, they grew fast. 
Um, because when you have locks, they grow fast because you just, you know, I don't know why. They just do. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so here we are now. I decided to grow out the fade and stop shaving it because the upkeep was just too much because I lost my job again. Sorry, guys. I'm an artist. <laughs> We're never happy. So, um, yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't maintain it again. So I was just like, you know what? I gotta, I gotta do something. So it grew out, grew out, grew out. And then it got too fuzzy and puffy to the point where my locks were, like, puffy. Mm-hmm. And I just decided to start my blocking the actual undergrowth underneath. And, um... Uh, I decided to keep my full locks in there because I wanted length. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to go because everyone that starts off with the lock journey knows that you go through the baby stage, the the, the, the child stage, the immature stage. Like your hair does what it wants. Yeah, it wants, especially when it's in the um, the immature stage. And so I wanted length, and I still wanted like to be able to put ribbons and beads and things in. Sorry, the 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 full locks that you have in now because it's like your hair is half your mm-hmm. locks and then half full locks are these still the original locks these still are the original locks oh shit and, and they whenever, look good yeah, whenever they get messed up i'll like cut them and redo it but then what i started doing was um just letting them matte and stuff like that because they look just like real locks yeah. you know and i wanted that i didn't want people to look at my hair and be like okay this is that you know because oh she I got full locks yeah i just yeah. didn't want that and it just looked better and more natural when it was just like this. And I learned how to take care of my hair in it. Yeah. That you can actually wash these. I didn't know that before. You know, there was no video yeah. on how to do that. I learned that you can actually wash them. And I just wash them like my regular hair. Apple cider vinegar. Put yeah. that in there. Let that go in there. And then here we are. And it's, it's like they matte and they look like real locks. Yeah. You know? And I've never, I didn't know until you, I think you wrote a post about mm-hmm. it like a couple months ago and was like, just, you know, you kept probably yeah. a lot of hit-ups. Like, I Everybody, really... all the time, man. I never like, thought to ask. I just assumed. I was like, they, those are Yeah, nervous. people always like, assume that my hair was, like, mine because of just the way that I did it. I was one thing about me. Whenever I do something, I make sure it's, like... You're a perfectionist. Perfection, yeah. You know, I don't, like, even when I had, like, when I first installed them and it was to my roots, mm-hmm. um, people used to be like, wow, like, that looks like you're really here. You know, like, I never did things to make it look fake because I don't want people pointing shit out or yeah. pulling me out. So, you, you, I don't want to be caught stuffing. Yeah, you know? exactly. You know, when you Yo. see a girl's track yes. and leave and you're like, damn. Not me, like, boo. No, exactly. Not over here. Not want to be Wrong queen. Right? So Wrong queen. I just make sure that it's just, and when you add trinkets and things, it just yeah. makes Yeah, I like the feathers yeah. and everything. Yeah. The feathers come with just this journey that I'm on. I call it freedom chasing. Okay. You know, feathers are a symbol of freedom. So um, I'm also as Native American as a lot of people I've been getting shit about, but I am Native American, and, you know, feathers are a big part of that yeah. culture, you know, that, that race, and so, um, feathers mean a lot to me. They always have, I've always really been drawn to them, and, um, you know, I've decided to just, I want them on me mm-hmm. at all times. You know, even though I don't have, I have a lot of tattoos, but I don't have a tattoo of a feather yet, because I have to find the right one. You know, okay. there's so many, but I have them in my hair, I have them on my jewelry, I have them, That's cool. Know, in all of my art, you'll see three feathers. You know, everything is a three for three. Like Yo, you really thought everything out. Oh, Yo, yeah. <laughs> you got this down to the so, size, and I respect it. Yeah, so the feathers are there now, and I, I keep adding them. My earrings, everything. Yeah, and I like this little elephant. This little tree. I here. love elephants. Elephants are also another sign of freedom, <laughs> and um, they have great memory. I have horrible memory, but they're just love. Yeah, elephants are love. Literally, I'm obsessed with elephants. Even I've never met one. Yeah, I've never either. But I went through like a little phase with like uh, meditation, and I know like I, I know in Hinduism one of their like deities is Ganesha. Mm-hmm. Are you familiar with the Yes, Ganesh. Yeah. I want a Ganesh. Um, oh, is it just Ganesh? Oh, uh, yeah, it's Ganesh. Ganesh. Yeah. Oh, okay. But um, it's the Ganesh. I want one, but um, I want to draw it myself, and I want to make sure that it's perfect, just like mm-hmm. my feather. 
I want my symbols because each tattoo has to represent me. I don't want just the regular, you know. Yeah. Well, so this one is already in the works. Or yeah, like... it's in the works with my feather, all that stuff. Okay. You know? Like, this elephant here, I drew at my bar, but um, I got, like, I was ready to get it, you mm-hmm. know? It's the the crown for it. I always have a crown, and I always have feathers. But I oh, feathers that's here. really cute. But um, the crown is just for my queendom and the fact that I self-love. Yeah. You know, the heart is just for the love that I give out, you know? That is really and cute. And that represents me, and then the elephant is just, like, freedom and just prosperity. Yeah, that's so thoughtful. Yeah, I, I always think about everything. I have to. But, um, yeah, that's my hair journey. And <laughs> I'm going to continue. Like, I cannot wait for my locks to grow and just... To love them. Okay. Well, let's talk about your writing. Because you right. said you're you're kind of like new with the writing as well. Yeah, you you are <laughs> not playing when you said you perfect shit before you do it. Because like everything that you're saying, it's it's still pretty new it technically, is. but it's perfected. So it's like I hope so. Shit. Yeah. So the writing. Started, I'm over here like fuck. Two years. Like what the fuck? All right. So I started dating this guy last year, June or May. May the end of May, beginning of June. And our first date, I told him. I wanted to write mm-hmm. because I love music and I wanted to write a song and I wanted to write to play guitar, whatever. He's a musician. So on our first date, we went to Fat Cat and he was like, let's write. Oh, he'd write a sentence, I'd write a sentence. He'd write a sentence, I'd write a sentence. Like he's playing music, you guys no, playing a song or just writing? We were just writing. We just okay. wrote a sentence like Jazz and I are in Fat Cat. And then I would have to write another line and then he would write a line. You know? Okay. And um, after that... I, would, I started keeping a journal. Like, I always wrote on Tumblr, mm-hmm. you know, and I would write here and there, but I was never really serious about it. And then I just started, like, writing down my days, and I started writing, trying to write poems, and I took a poetry class in college because I wanted to learn how to write poetry. Mm-hmm. And um, every day I just started, I realized that writing is, doesn't have to have a structure. Yeah. That's my thing is, once I realized that things don't need to be perfect. You create it. If and it, does it what is you what want. you want, yeah. then you can do it. So then there, I'm chaos, and I realized that my writing was chaos, and I had to learn how to accept that, you know? And once I did, I became a writer. I was like, girl, you got this. Like, let's go. <laughs> so now, here I am, and I'm, like, helping people, which is weird because I did it for myself. And it's like my art. I did my art for myself, but here I am helping people who I thought, you know, I thought I was the only one in situations alone. Mm-hmm. And here I get, like, a DM or a message, like, you helped me out so much with what cool. you said. And I'm like, what? Like, I was just writing because I was having a bad day. Or, you know, <laughs> I drew this because this motherfucker broke my heart. You know, like, and here I am helping you who went through the same situation. Like, I'm not in this alone. So you need advice. You know, like, I got advice from my mom, but that's my mom. Like, mm-hmm. nobody wants to hear advice from their mom. Right. You know? Like, yeah, 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 whatever. You know? <laughs> so, like, I didn't have peers because I didn't want to put my issues on other people. Like, exactly. I said, very private. Yeah. So I'm a silent sufferer. So, like, I had to learn to give myself advice, and then with that, I had to be my own pep talk. Like, girl, like... Is this all in your head, or do you This is all in my head. Okay, so you don't do the pep talks all out? No, I do it in my writing, and my art. Oh, okay. It's my pep talk. Oh, okay. You know? <laughs> I thought you were saying, like, you do the pep talk before the writing. No, I mean, I could, if I look in the mirror, I'd be like, damn, you look good today. Like, that's a pep talk And do you me. write it down, damn, you look good today. No, I won't write that. <laughs> I would write something, like, because, you know, confidence comes with this. You know, why do you think you look good today? You know, break it down, and critical break thinking. Break it down, and that's the writing. Okay. Yeah. Exactly, critical thinking. Um, and now, like, a subject will pop in my head, and it'll be like, um, like today was comfort. You know, like I just got out of something from the summer, and I was in it because I was comfortable, and I was like, the only way for growth is to get out of your comfort zone. I think a lot of people needed to hear that. Yeah, for saying like, that. <laughs> exactly. You, I talk about like it being a security blanket, but you know, once the security blanket's gone, you have to 
you know, get out there. Like, yeah. Like, you can't be there forever. And so, like, that's things that, like, it hits me and I'm like, well, people need to know about this. Mm-hmm. You know, not just me because why would I keep this information to myself when there's so many people out here struggling that need help? Like, right. You know? Exactly. That's so selfish of me to just... I got the key and the answer. Like, I have all this confidence. Share the juice. I'm watching people, you know, like, my own family struggling with self-confidence. Take it. Exactly. Here. (laughs) This is what we need more of. This is how we can solve the problem right now. Just people like you who are, not just like you, but just like people who who got the juice, got the key. They understand what it is. And just, like, you got to spread that knowledge so everyone else could be on the same level. Uplift everyone with you yeah uplift to be uplifted like, right and that's i always say that you know my mom always says seek to in, seek um to inspire okay. seek to understand okay. and that's that those are the three things that i live by like, that's something that sounds like something we should live by yeah okay so this is my last question before we get into all the other stuff um what for someone that's on the journey of or to self-love to the self because once you master self-love i feel like you will have enough confidence to, to do anything. You'll be ready to get uncomfortable so you can't go to that next level mm-hmm. of you and things like that. So for the people, or like the women who are like, who's trying to get that, what are like some tips you would say? Because like how you say you're hard on yourself. So like, how do you not say, like not be so hard on yourself, but how do you get yourself to understand like, yeah, I'm being hard on myself right now. And what I just did was dope. I take it as it is what it is. Like when people say no fucks given, you really have to think no fucks given. Okay. No, mm-hmm. I have no fucks to give anymore. Like I said, I dealt with my eczema. I have it everywhere. But if someone asks me a question like, oh, what is that? I'm going to explain to you what it is. Like, and that's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> There's nothing you can do about it. There's nothing I can do about it. It's a disease, you know, internal disease that comes out on the skin. It is what it is. Like, if you don't like it, so be it. Then there's someone else. There's the door. Goodbye, you know? Mm. And I had to learn to accept that. Same thing with art and painting. But what's a tip to get, to help someone accept it? Um, like, how, find, I know you went through so many battles yeah, to get to this. I had to yeah. find what I loved about myself. Okay. I had to find what I did like. Don't focus so much on the negative. When something negative happens, allot yourself enough time to dwell about it, mm-hmm. cry about it. Then you gotta get the fuck up and move on. Boom. There are certain things you just can't change. I can't change, you know, I have the insecurity of being black. I can't change being black. I'm black. It is what it is. I, I, I love being black now. I yeah. have to learn that being black is the best. We are superheroes. Yes. There are diseases that our body can fight that no one else can. We are the start of life, you know, and I had to learn that. I had to learn that my hair is not gonna be perfect. My nose is round and wide, you know? I had to learn to accept things. I used to hate how big my eyes were. And then I looked in the mirror one day and I was like, well, they're a nice shape. You have long eyelashes. I was tripping. Okay. My eyes so are beautiful. Put some eyeliner on there. There you go. Okay, well, my eyebrows are bushy. Okay, well, figure out a way to make them unbushy. Tame them. You know, like, there's a solution to everything. Mm-hmm. You know, and if there isn't, then you have to learn to accept that it's imperfect. And just accept it. Yes, it is. And worry it is. about something that you can change. Exactly. Or don't even worry at all. Don't just worry about it. Change something you, that you want to change. That you I can, have, I like, yeah. there, every day I wake up, I'm very hard on myself. Every day I wake up and I'm like, you got to do better. You know, this is unacceptable. Mm-hmm. But then there are things where it's just like, high five, girl. Yeah. You did your thing. It's like, a nice balance. You have to. I mean, you have Because if you don't, then. Yeah, you yeah. have to acknowledge your flaws. And I know my flaws, you know, and I'm learning every day how to deal with them and how to get better with it. But, like, people are too hard on themselves, and they sit there, and they, they sit in it. And when you sit in it is when it gets bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. Mm-hmm. No, you have to deal with it. Confront it full force. 
ask yourself why it is you don't like it and mm-hmm. then find a way to change it. That's the only way because things don't just happen. Right. Things don't just fall into your lap. You're not going to just wake up and everything's going to be okay. No. You have to work hard for that and you have to change it yourselves. Cool. Yourself. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. Okay, so now it's time for the lemonade pick of the week. And today, you, I mean, you should know about this this little girl in Africa. Do you know what country in Africa? I am not familiar with the country. Well, her name is Zulaika Patel. <laughs> <laughs> and she has a beautiful, 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 like, fro that she wears. Well, at this um, school, what's the, Pretoria. It's Pretoria High School in Africa. I can't think of the country, but in this school, they don't allow... Is it South Africa? Is it South, is it South Africa? I thought it was South Africa. Well, it's, yeah. Yeah, 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 you're right, you're right. So it's the Pretoria Girls High School in South Africa, in which they make all the little black girls either, like, get a perm, get some braids. They can't wear locks. Like, they, they're basically, like, forcing them to not allow them. Yeah. They have to conform. They're not allowing their black their blackness, basically. And um, little Zulaika Patel, well, not little, because she had a big voice. Mm-hmm. And everyone is listening to her. But she, she was fed up. And she was like, look, this is me. This is who I am. Like, this, I can't change the way that my hair grows. And I'm tired of making you guys feel comfortable. So it's her and a whole bunch of other little black girls out there, like, protesting. And they finally got the word out to their celebrities, like Solange and the news, like CNN. Like, this is world. That's how I know about it. It's world news because of Zuleika Patel. So she gets the Lemonade Pick of the Week because she... She's beautiful, dope. Beautiful, beautiful little Yes, girl. and her hair is bomb. It is, man. I, I was wish. looking I like... I wish my fro could, like, ugh, status. Yo, I thought of the boondocks instantly. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know. Because, you know, the boondocks, they, I love the little, like, yeah. girl hair. And I've never seen it in real life until I seen Zuleika. Yeah, and I was really like, yo, that's her. So then, uh, so yeah, shout out to you, baby girl. Thank you for fighting Thank for all so the other much. girls who... Who, you did it. Who, who, who needs this? Thank you. you Thank it. you, baby girl. Okay, so the last uh, segment is to love a black woman. And like I explained to you earlier, you can say um, what you love about black women in general. Or you can say something you love about um, a particular black woman, like your mom, sister, friend. Or you just say something that you love about being a black woman. Or just black women in general, including yourself and like in every, general. yeah, in the world. <laughs> so what I love about being a black woman or a black woman in general. Okay. I love our strength. We put up with so much. We are the foundation of life, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I just see the struggle of a black woman every day. Yesterday, I was sitting across the, this woman from a train. On the train, she was a nurse. Mm-hmm. And we are nurturers. We are muses. We are household mother and father. We are cooks. We are judges, doctors. We are everything. All of the above. We can do everything. We are, like I said before, superheroes. You know, I love that. We are love. We are attitude. We are um, food. We are we are everything to me. You know? I love being a black woman, and I wish I could have learned at an earlier age what it means, but I'm glad I know now. Mm-hmm. And watching my mom, a black woman, and my black women in my family like I wouldn't change it for anything if I had the chance to be another race I swear to God to everything in my life that I would never ever 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 change being a black woman it is I love it I love the diversity I love the fact that I can do whatever the hell I want I can break barriers yes and smile at the end of the day or have an attitude about it like and you can't tell me what to do you're just gonna have to do it I'm gonna do what I want to do <laughs> and I love it Oh, I love that answer. Thank you. Oh, I love that little segment. But um, where can we find you? You can find me on mainly Instagram, um, Jasmine Nicole Art. Uh, Jasmine spelled like the flower, J-A-S-M-I-N-E, Nicole, 
and I see H O L E like Nicholas and Art A R T. Um, you can find me on Facebook as Jasmine Nicole. Um, Twitter Jasmine Nicole, <laughs> uh, or is it Jazzy J S S E Y? One of those. Snapchat. Um, mainly Instagram. Everything else is just, just start hearsay. But yeah, start Instagram. If you talk to me there and want to follow me anywhere else, just let me know. But um, predominantly that's where you can find me. I used to be in New York, but now I'll be in Miami in three weeks. So, shout out to Miami. You about to get hit with a bomb. <laughs> I'm about to turn it the fuck up down there. Uh, I'm just ready. So, that's where you're able to find me now. <laughs> but you got me. You you hot right now. She'll be flying back, y'all. Yeah, I love New York. Yeah. New York is my life. At least visit. Nah, nah. <laughs> Not this winter, though. Leave, Next no. summer. No, only, only during the nice months. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, like, preparing. Because I know this winter is going to be so bad. It is. We got the summer was so, summer. yeah. We got lucky with this. And last winter was good. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. Um, goodbye, guys. Yeah, well, you find me, um, <laughs> as always, um, at underscore smangie, S-M-A-N-G-I-E-E, on everything, all social media platforms. Um, thank you again. Thank you, Jasmine, thank you. for coming and talking. This is beautiful. This was fun. My yes. first podcast. Like, I've never yeah. done this before. <laughs> I'm like, and I, 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 I learned a lot from you, and I feel like uh, my listeners will learn a lot as well. Um, again, if you feel like, I mean, if you did learn something, just give it, like we were saying, share the juice, give it to a friend, play it, share it, like it, you know, just yeah, man. share the juice, y'all. Share it. And do for self. Take care of yourself. Holla. <laughs>